Hey, everybody, welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated. And happy uh, Thanksgiving to everybody out there as well. Tomorrow is the uh, big day, and we hope everybody's going to have a good day filled with family, friends, and probably yelling and screaming at each other over the turkey when you start talking politics. But you won't hear any of that on this show. At least not right now. Uh, I'm still dad. I'm coming to you from a rather unusual location. I am in the great state of Illinois, which I've been told is uh, Algonquin for the great land, um, according to Alice Cooper. Uh, that was actually Milwaukee. Um, anyway, uh, welcome in, Freak. Welcome in, Big Ben's Burner and everybody else that's uh, going to jump on tonight. Love having you guys here. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Um, I think Miss Ellie Finnerty might be joining us as well. Um, she's running a little bit late, but she does want to come on, talk a little bit of uh, Steelers and, and deliver a little bit of smack talk as well, because her England team is set to take on the United States in the World Cup of Soccer. And uh, hopefully she's had a few drinks and will will introduce us to some new square words. Anyway, uh, Ryan, Ian, and Ben are here. Gentlemen, I hope you are doing well and um, at least better than the Steelers. In fact, uh, this week's podcast is called um, uh, the turkey episode since we had a bunch of turkeys uh, playing football on, on Sunday. Yeah. I, you know what, guys? I, I really don't even know what question to start with because – I do. Uh, well, go for it. I mean, there's so many. Uh, it was a very many. winnable game. Very, yeah. very winnable game. Yeah. Jamar Chase did not play. Joe Mixon went out with a concussion. Uh, the Steelers played him really well for a half. And then just to give you a quick synopsis, the Bengals came out and made some adjustments in the second half, and the Steelers did not respond. And they lost as a fucking result. I mean, two two first downs between halftime and four minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ian, you were uh, on location, go. as they say, in Akershire Stadium. I was. Uh, and, and what was your takeaway? Uh, I mean, it was a cacophony of errors all around. It was, you know. Cacophony of errors, yeah. You, you can't point the finger at any one person and say we lost because of this guy or because of this play. I mean, Pickett made some bad throws. Pickett still isn't coming off his first look. The play calling was garbage once again. You know, we get one first down on a big play and then go hurry up and run a flea flicker. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, we are yeah. our, our worst Stupid. down in distance. And I, I, I feel like I feel like I'm a broken record because I feel like I say this every week. We call the dumbest shit when we have first and 10 from the opponent's 40-yard line. It's like we yep. get across midfield, and we're like, let's see what dumb fuck play call we can call now. I've been drinking tonight. So uh, it's good. <laughs> there, there goes our PG rating. Um, but Yeah, no, it's your we, fault this time. We never yeah. have one, by the way, Ian, so don't worry about it. The FCC is listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dan Moore's still a turnstile. Kevin Dotson can't handle a stunt. Um, and – and beyond that, you, Ben hit the nail on the head. Like, you can't go three and out four times to start the second half. Oh, or we got one first down. And you get two interceptions, and you turn them into six total points, one of them at the 20-yard line. Like, it's just, the, you know, there was just – it was a total team failure all around. I guess the only bright and spot Matt was – And Canada sucks. I said that, yeah. And Terrell Austin can't adjust. Yes. And, 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 and,
The only good thing Waterboy should be fired too was Presley Harvin's punting. He did a really nice job oh, of directional kicking and, and pinning did. the guys on the sideline. A couple nice kicks like out of his own end zone too. That yes. That yeah. so the only bright spot was, you know, the first half was fun and good, but you know, we we're kind of joking in the stands like, oh, I wonder if we used up our quota for touchdowns for the day when we scored <laughs> <laughs> two and uh so you guys you know. fucking jinxed us is what you're telling us <laughs> thanks actually thanks. yeah but uh no we scored a third one eventually in garbage time but uh-huh. you know uh-huh. yeah it was yeah scarps what what was your takeaway um you know i i would say that the one thing i the, okay <laughs> the the Bengals trusted what they were doing I think that to me was 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 clear. Even after that pick, um, late in the first half, when when it gave the Steelers some life, and the Steelers actually went up twenty to seventeen at half, and then even that even that interception that that TJ Watt had, which which was which was a great athletic play, but also yeah. to me that's more cerebral and studying tape and tendencies. He just knew exactly where that was going to be, regardless. Joe Burrow didn't bat an eye. He knew exactly what he needed to do. They put their guys in the best positions to attack our defense. And as we talked about um, on our whatever Slack chain or whatever the hell you want to call it or tech chain, that they were putting they were putting big guys in the slot, especially T. Higgins. And like T. Higgins is just a monster. And like you know he's running slot fades. He's mm-hmm. running he's running posts. Um, and you know and to me you know to me that. To me, it came. I think. I think that the Steelers got out coached in 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 a couple of different ways during that game. Um, and I don't want to. You know, we know what we know what the offense is. It's always going to be. It's always going to be. You know, a couple positives, but mostly shit. But the defense is the highest paid defense in the league, and I'm just done with them acting like they they're better than they are. That defense is hot garbage, man. They got three really good players and the rest are just whatever. And it depends on what you get from them each game. Sometimes they bring it together, but more often than not, they don't. So before we get into, obviously we'll talk Kenny Pickett. Obviously we'll talk the defense. The the one question I do want to ask, and, and Ian, I'll go to you first. Cause I see Ben's got his mouth full there. Um, did, did the second half, did it come down to coaching and the lack of adjustments or was it more about just a complete lack of execution and the overall mistakes that were made by the players? What, what would you put it at? Uh, some of both, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, no one's absolved from blame here. The one thing I'll say, Cincinnati did a really, really good job all game on second downs. Like, I think they only had nine third downs the whole game. That it was kind of, they would run a first down play and then it was kind of like whatever happened, they knew they could pick up. A, a new set of downs on second downs. They weren't even getting to third downs against our defense. And we actually did pretty well. I think, uh, you know, they were only three for nine on third downs or something like that. I that believe that's right. When, and one of them, they converted by penalty, which was a questionable face mask call at that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, our defense actually did okay when they got them to third down, but the Bengals did a really good job on second downs the whole game of just, you know, moving the sticks. And they drove 92 yards and 93 yards for touchdowns against us. Like, and I think each of those drives only faced one third down the whole drive. Like, so, you know, some of that's coaching, some of that's execution of the plays, some of that's that 
you know, the Bengals mm-hmm. identified things like, oh, hey, we're we're going to just take advantage of Arthur Millette playing in the slot and run <sighs> Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. them and see if he can stop them. That's how they turned a lot of those second downs into firsts. I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was just okay. So I agree, Ian, that I, I think it's a combination of lack of adjustments slash coaching, poor execution. It was just like you said, nobody can be completely excused yeah. from from the shit well, show. And, and the players too. I mean, Najee Harris missing a call that was supposed to be a draw play, and him running up the gut blocking, yeah. and Pickett having to improvise, and you know, just. Uh, Pat Fryermuth running backwards after he catches the ball instead of forwards. Like, just there's, yeah, it's, it's second week in a row. Some players done that. Yeah. yeah. Well, He's studying that Deontay Johnson he, tape. He, he is, uh, and he ain't nowhere as quick. And, and you'd think he'd learn because Deontay doesn't even get away with it every Melvin, time. Either. Melvin had a great point in the chat, too. We keep friggin' running the ball yeah. in second and long, which, like, I don't understand. You know, the Bengals got into second and long and they're like, all right, we're going to throw and try and pick mm-hmm, this up here mm-hmm. on second and long. Whereas, you know, we're like, Oh, we had an unsuccessful first down we're, play. Let's run it on second down. And so we're in third and long. Ben, were the, were the Bengals bringing more guys in the second half to shut no. down the run more specifically? It felt no, I, like I, I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't no. see more run blitzing. I, I saw, I saw Najee getting spied a little bit. Um, which made sense, especially on rundowns. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just run a linebacker right at him. Um, didn't necessarily see run blitzes. Saw better execution, more stunts right. against the left side of our line because they suck at picking them up. Uh, saw Dan Moore getting trucked over and over and over again. That guy cannot pick up a bull rush to save his life. No. It's like there's just no strength. Why no. why even bother trying to do anything else? If you know he can't do that, just just do it every time. Fuck it. Yeah. You, you don't uh, need you know, a plethora of moves. You just yeah, bull it's, rush him. It's like we what we talked about this week on on Slack, you know, on the in the mean girl chat. Um <laughs> we uh <laughs> we uh looked at the new Vince Williams covering a wide receiver is now Arthur Millette. And, you know, obviously the, the Bengals, that was the key adjustment they made in the second half. And that's how they converted. They converted so many seconds and turned them into, into firsts was they're out there on a rundown. They get Arthur Millette in the slot. Although you couldn't really move him out anyway, because he didn't have enough corners to bring Sutton inside. But right. um, They, you got Arthur Millette, you take a, a big, a big strong wide receiver in T Higgins and have him run in the slot really did to pick up nine, 10 yards. Boom, 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 boom down the field. Simple. Well, and until yeah. Austin can counter that their other offensive coordinators are going to do it too. It's going to, it's going to be a rerun of what we've seen in past years. And yeah. if, if they keep trying to run this, this zone behind a pressure front that, isn't necessarily getting home. It's not, but the results well, are the same. I, I don't think I, I don't. I disagree with 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 Scarpson so much as I don't think this defense is hot garbage. I do think it's poorly coached. I said it. Okay, is it okay. like warm garbage? Uh, I think that Miles Jack and Larry Ogunjobi and Terrell Edmonds and Alex Highsmith are players. I, I don't think there's a lot of talent in the defensive backfield aside from Edmonds and and um, well no I like the I like uh, Dante, Deontay 
KZ too. Demonte. Demonte. Demonte KZ. Yeah. yeah, I like him. Um, he's he's a nice player. Um, I think you know our corners suck. Just being frank. So our corners so, are not good. Well, Scarps, you talked about T Higgins last week, and and you know to your to your point and to your credit. Yeah, remember I mean, when Ben said that he's not that much better than Deontay Johnson or well or whoever. I, no, you know, I, said, I don't know that he is better than Deontay Johnson, and, and I, I don't I think know that he's more talented. Oh, I do. Oh my God! Who was he going against? Glasses, who was he going against? Who was he going against? Well, this is shit. A guy who's five eight. He was what, going what, against what everybody. Steelers, he, what Steelers corner is going to stop him? Please tell me that. I don't know of any corner we have right now that could do none. it. Perfectly honest, none. I, I that doesn't. That's so, not. A, that's not necessarily a reflection on him. It's a reflection on our shitty corners. Our corners well, are terrible. And I and I think with Deontay Johnson, you know, the reflection is on the quarterback and the play calling. So I, I Deontay mean, I, Johnson, it, it, it's you know. it's also the fact that he is frustrated and trying to do too much instead of just going out there and doing his fucking job. That's frustrating too okay, as a fan. Let me, ask, let me ask you a question. Let me. I'm going to get back to the point, but let me ask you one question, r- a real quick question. Would you rather have T Higgins? As a Steelers wide receiver right now, or any of our wide, other wide receiver options, I'd rather have a quarterback who can throw with anticipation like Joe Burrow. That's what I'd rather have. Our quarterback fucking sucks. That is the okay. problem. Watching right. that game back again, that is the biggest problem on the offense right now. Okay, all right, we're never gonna. You're asking never, me. You're asking would, me about wide receiver talent. Do I think that Deontay Johnson is more talented than T. Higgins? Yes, I do. I would say oh no. My I would. God, are you smoking crack? <laughs> Okay. I, I agree let's, with Ryan let's, here. Yeah, let's keep the show <laughs> right, to uh, okay, so marijuana to, only. So no so crack. Bad, all right, yeah. so you're not smoking crack about the about the coaching about the defense because I was getting PTSD going back to the Chargers game at Heinz Field in 2018 <laughs> when Vince Williams kept guarding Keenan, Keenan Allen. Allen yes, and Philip Rivers was like, yes. "What the hell? You gonna keep well, doing this? I'm gonna keep doing that. I'm just gonna like, keep throwing." Like, so yes, I do agree that that. Okay, I still think our defense is hot garbage, but but I do think it could be better with more discipline and more coaching. Yeah, and I just don't understand how how you let that happen continuously. Well, I still think T. Higgins okay. is a number one wide receiver on any other team in this league, but the fact that Jamar Chase is on that team, he's the number yeah. two. So yeah, I mean, so, I mean mo- ninety nine percent of wide receivers in this league would be number two wide receivers behind Jamar Chase. So there's no shame in that. But Jamar but, Chase is awesome. Let me throw this in there. You know, Scarps just talked about, you know, better coaching. I think we've all probably said it. Let's look at the defensive coaching staff for a second here. Not only do you have Mike Tomlin, but you've got Brian Flores involved and you've got Terrell Austin involved. Terrell Austin, Brian Flores, and, yep. It, it, Car- Carl Dunbar is, is not a, a newborn at coaching. You right. Know? So w- what the hell is it? Because those are four pretty good defensive coaches. Um, so what is what's going on here? From my perspective, I just don't like the defensive play calling primarily. Uh, Yes, if you change things up and you try to run man, your outside corners are going to be more exposed, which, yeah, that that makes things more difficult for those guys. And they're not good. They're not. Okay? Mm -hmm. By the same token, (laughs) they're not throwing the ball outside, man. They're not throwing the ball to the outside. They're throwing it over the middle. And and we're not we're not reacting. We're we're trying to play tackle the catch, and and try and run a pressure front. And the pressure's not necessarily getting home, right. which kills the idea. Yeah, we're we're yes. not every 
every play is a four man rush. We never we never vary from that. And that's what got Austin basically run out of Cincinnati was mm-hmm. that everything he mm-hmm. did was a four man rush. And if you know there's four guys coming, maybe there're four guys all coming from one side, but you just shift the protection over and once people once offensive coordinators started to figure that out this like he's never bringing more than four guys regardless of where they're coming from it's always just four guys that are coming and if you have five linemen and only have to block four yeah maybe you double TJ Watt or maybe you chip TJ Watt and double Cam Hayward or whatever it is but the the pressure's not getting there and the scheme behind it is getting exposed and yeah we're just we don't have corners that are sticky enough. I'll put it that way. That like you watch other teams. Uh, I'll pick the Ravens for example. That yes, I know they went out and spent a bunch of first round draft picks on cornerbacks over time, but their corners always play so tight on receivers that they're getting their hands in there. They're knocking passes away. Like how the crap did whatever the fuck that little wide receiver's name was, catch that touchdown pass over Arthur Millett. He was right there, like, reach your hand in and knock the ball mm-hmm, away. You're allowed mm-hmm. to touch the football. Last you know? week he would have. And, and yeah, it's, that was my my exact yeah. same thought. It's like, this is a guy who last week put his hand between the play. wide receiver and the ball yep. and made a play, knocked some other balls away, and this week he allows a touchdown on that shit. And that guy yeah. was his size. No, right. I agree with you. That's Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. And and you know maybe the maybe the full vision of the defense, whether it was Akilla Weatherspoon or now William Jackson or whatever, that is you can move Cam Sutton to the inside on on you know nickel or dime situations. They traded for a hurt corner. Yeah, but but still, like you know, you got to have something in. You got to be able to do something differently. Like if you see the Bengals are starting to move their guys into the slot, I don't know. Maybe give Trey Norwood a few more snaps. He can actually cover guys in the slot. I don't just try something different. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So, so if we say, and and I'm just reading a lot of the stuff that that the listeners are commenting, and it, and it's clear many of them look at a talent or lack thereof of talent, you know, and and so okay. What's the one spot right now on that defense you say we need an immediate upgrade right now? It's got to be this spot right now. Scarves, what would you say it is? Um, They, okay. They do well, this need was an supposed inside. to be a rapid fire moment. Sorry, right. <laughs> they need they need a they need they need a lockdown corner. They need a sauce gardener type. Okay, Ben. Well, you know, we might be drafting up high enough to get one of those this year. <laughs> the way this fucking season is, is going, is, is that where you they go? Need, though they need two corners, in my opinion. They need to upgrade Arthur Millette. Okay, sorry, and they need an outside corner who is is, is a true. Lockdown corner. It doesn't necessarily need to be the best corner in the league, but he needs to be a good fucking corner. Okay, Ian, uh, uh, inside good. linebacker that they they need some just because of how they move guys around and and how good tight ends and running backs are at receiving these days. Like, yeah, you know when. Uh, well, I was going to say, when Joe Mixon was in the game, they were splitting Mixon out wide and having him basically run in-cutting routes because they knew that Miles Jack or whoever was covering him couldn't handle that. And then... And Spillane got a whole bunch of snaps this week anyway, yeah. which and I then, don't 
when I, they got it, to it, the well yeah. hold on and then when they got to the red zone they were like oh guess what we saw on film if we take our two outside receivers and run them in and run the running back out behind them the Steelers can't cover that and they scored three <laughs> touchdowns that way or two touchdowns at least but you know one of them Spillane just got run over which was embarrassing for the guy who's supposed to be a pretty good tackler mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And, and then you know but yeah it's like okay we'll just run some Ajay P Ryan you know behind these two in-cutting yeah, routes that, and that was they won't be able to cover just, them. So, well, I, so yeah, I, it was – they need I, – I would go inside linebacker first because that's a position that if you have that kind of guy there – and I know that your, you know, your Luke Keekleys, your Bobby Wagners are, are tough to find, and we mm-hmm. traded up to try and get a guy that we thought was like that in Devin Bush, and he hasn't been – um, although Bush has played probably more aggressive better, in the last two games better. than he's played in two years, but nevertheless, you know, Bush I, I, isn't it. Uh, so I, I would go inside the linebacker. It, you know what, Ian? I'm going to agree Ryan's with you. Ryan's drinking it's, beer. Uh, he's not drinking like. What are you drinking? Is that Coke? Uh, no, Canadian Club and ginger. Oh, oh good. For oh, you. we'll get to that one. question here momentarily. Sorry, sorry. Um, I, Trey, no, no I, Trey Norwood got zero snaps on defense this week. Like, well, and and and, and Ian, I'm going to go to something that that you wrote a while ago about the Steelers' inability to draft cornerbacks, and then you expanded upon it and you talked about the fact that league wide, as as teams, you're better off signing free agent corners than you really are drafting them. That's so that, that's why I'm with you when I say get me an inside backer or or even if if you've got some big stud D lineman in there, I wouldn't be necessarily opposed to that either. But uh, they're, they're going to need one. I, need I know. One. And honestly, I would prioritize D line and corner over linebacker, even on this defense as it's currently comprised. If because that, if that there, kid from there George are free is there. agents that are out there that, yep. that you can grab. And yeah, obviously, if you're picking the top 10, you throw out your needs you 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 pick the player that's going to have the greatest impact on the field okay true, true. You, you go with that even if it's a quarterback oh my god i said it even if yeah. it's a quarterback if if by some fluke of nature some ben roethlisberger that was right what what do you say uh, if when we see spillane on the field they're going to give up 15 yards yeah that's correct <laughs> no he he is right he, he is, is right, right man <laughs> especially on third down it bugs the shit out of me it's like why is this guy playing on first down and second down instead of on third? What the fuck? Yeah, anyway, yeah. But, yeah. back to the point, yep. setting my frustration aside. You take the player who's going to have the greatest impact. If Ben Roethlisberger is in this next draft and he's there at 10 and you're drafting a 10, you fucking take him. You don't You don't go, well, we already have Kenny Pickett. We can't, you know, we got to No, no, you take the player who's going to give you the greatest impact for your pick. Do I think the Steelers will do that next year? No, I don't. But no, I, I, I think that they should. I would, yeah. uh, I'm on the record of on this show and on Twitter, so that's mostly on the record of saying that our first three picks next year should be offensive tackle, defensive lineman, and center. So I'm sticking with that. You know, it, it kind of depends on uh, yeah how it falls. I mean, obviously, you're not saying necessarily in that order. You're just saying I wouldn't be the, I wouldn't should, take... the first three picks should be in the trenches is what you'd like to see. Yeah, but two on the offensive line and we got I, two well, seconds next year that's what i mean right but i wouldn't right? i wouldn't use i wouldn't use a first i wouldn't use a top 10 pick on a center but i'm saying one of those well, second round picks should be a center i mean you know the, the way things are shaking right now mike we, webster we marquise pouncey comes out there three man. picks in the top 39 i think well as it know, is right now 
Tomlin's going to find a way to win some games and really piss people off. So let's not count our chickens uh, just you yet. You know what? We we keep saying that. Yeah. Um, and then I they agree, lay an Ryan. egg. And then I they agree. lay a fucking egg like they did on Sunday. Yeah. Yep. We keep, that we game keep... was so winnable. God, it was so frustrating. Yeah. God. And I don't think people understand. But it's funny because the Saints come back home last week and just whoop on the defending Super Bowl champions. Like, it's yeah. it just yeah. like – you just there are just certain signs when you know a team ain't going to show up. So that Saints game to me was all was just whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, at this point, and I just want to make a final a final remark about um, final you know one. a number one record a number one corner. Yeah. Um, at this point, I don't. I, I'd settle for a like Taylor type. You know what I mean? Like just somebody that always shadows Dude, I that was number solid. Yeah, but okay, but he was a fourth round pick. But, but my, I, my point I, is, I never got the big money because he couldn't get the picks. I but understand he was, that he was a great, a great corner. He was a good corner defender. Okay, mm-hmm. what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that if they don't go corner in the first round, so find me an Ike Taylor type. Yeah, in the later round, it's going to give you a Wesley Snipes type. <laughs> I mean, that's going to give you Wesley, but Wesley Snipes type. Ten years of service and literally. The only the only knock on Ike was that is that he couldn't he could he he'd be he in the Hall catch. of Fame if he had uh, if he could catch the ball. Yeah, it, absolutely. absolutely. Big Burner had a good point in the chat here I'm not about the, the chat at all. It was okay, I, I mean, yeah, it, like honestly, that's kind of how it was in the stands too. That like there you was were just, laughing. We oh. weren't, we weren't laughing. It was it was like it was comically bad. It was right. Like you don't know like what else you, to do when you watch The Office. It's a lot of cringe humor, right? And Ben's people burner, love I'm drinking tequila, yeah. and and it was just it was a lot of cringe humor in the second half. It's like, oh fuck, we're so bad. How are we this fucking bad? So uh, speaking yeah. of, cringe of humor, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. speaking of bad, what uh, Scarps? What are you drinking tonight? It's Canadian Club. Canadian that's Club. Not bad. That's no. fine. I upgraded, and then just for the record, because Ben uh-huh. put you know peer pressure, I got the I got the triple platinum or whatever the fuck he told me to get. <laughs> it's upstairs. It's going to be tomorrow's main course. I'm just telling so, you, you will not get a hangover from that shit either. I don't get a hangover anyway. So vodka, good. turkey, really? vodka for scarves. I've always uh, I've always been blessed. Ben, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking Don Julio seventy because okay. I like to drink my good tequila. Apparently, and I'm drinking Jubal. Very, you know, they're Jubilee Ale. Very good. And Ian, what do you got? I am drinking this uh, Cooper's Craft. Oh, yeah. Oh. That I, I bought at the liquor store today. What do you think? Um, it's it's not bad. It's not a it, it's a little burny going down, you okay. know, not as smooth as the Bradshaw bourbon, but it has a nice flavor to it. Um, they they age it in both beech and birch uh, casks. So nice. it has, has a nice. Yeah. It has a nice kind of woody flavor to it. It's It's pretty yeah. good. Well, yeah. so you know the, the thing about the Bradshaw tough is when crowd you, in the chat tonight for Scar. Very tough crowd. Everybody's <laughs> in a pissy mood. Shit. I got a bad shirt on. Oh my god! What the <laughs> I hell? like your shirt. That's I cool. like your shirt too. What the fuck's wrong with your shirt? What, what's I'm happening is Listen, everybody has to be around family tomorrow, and keep they're getting getting their shots in. Uh, I see. Yeah, they're they're yeah. getting warmed up. I get it. I get it. I'm going to be there, too, so I understand. This is the truest thing ever stated. Screaming right there. Screaming children. Now, listen, Bradshaw bourbon. When you're sipping it is delicious and yep. smooth and easy yep. until it gets about to your diaphragm. Then all of a sudden it starts to really get warm, like warm, warm, warm. That's when like, you feel it. You're right like, there. whoa, wait a minute. That That's that same thing I just swallowed. I didn't feel it at all in my mouth. How is that? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Okay. <laughs> 
We're, we're talking well, about I, the, the Bradshaw bourbon. I, I zoned out for a second. I just, and I I, just I, heard I, weird things coming from There it is. Yeah. Um, I got to try delicious. that. I've never had that. I, I'm drinking. It's delicious. Uh, Chris, I, I'm just I'm just busting your stones. Chris in our chat. I'm hey, just, well, I, that's what I, we do here. I dig it. Bust, dig bust, it. bust. It's the lumberjack. Yeah. Look, you know what? It's okay to break his balls, Chris. We that's appreciate that. That's what we're here that. for. I'm growing the beard. Oh, Mel- Melvin. Melvin's look, going look, hard. Melvin, I like Melvin. Makers 46 and Stella Artois. Me- Makers 46? Look Damn. at this guy. Stella, man. Stella, I guarantee you he's got Stella. about a $30 cigar in his other hand, I step up too. my game. Jeez. Oh, man. Uh, you know, while we have a pause in the Steelers talk, let me real quickly remind everybody we are part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, and that means we are tied in with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. All right. Who was earlier talking about Hayden when we first got him? Do you think the Browns have a corner who's really good that they'll cut early because they're stupid? They do have a corner who's really good. Yeah, yeah. That's a ward, but I don't know if they'll cut him. Do you think they'll? Brady Williams. They'll, yeah, I'm just wondering, you know, because they do dumb shit. Well, it, you yeah. know, cap casualty because next mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. Watson's cap kick gap hit goes way the fuck up. <laughs> Wait, I have, I have not looked at their cap situation, so I'm completely speculating here. Right, you'd be clear about that. Yeah. But well, uh, you know, yeah. um, let's uh, let's dive into. They're notoriously Kenny. cheap. Oh, for sure. Like the Bengals. Uh, Kenny Pickett. Um, I, good first half. Horrible second half. Doesn't uh, have any. <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that. Um, it's you know, frustrating. It's, it's been very frustrating. Uh, Ian, you know, you were up close and saw what was happening there on, uh, on Sunday. Uh, I mean, where is this young man from that game? He came in against the jets to now. I, the, the, that's a good question. I mean, some things he's better. Some things he's not, um, you know, I think the, the game against the jets, we were losing when he came in. Mm-hmm. He kind of he played like he had nothing to lose in that game. Mm-hmm. Now he's playing more conservative, yep. and I, I think the game is going really fast for him. And he's still thinking about it that he's not he's not like processing and reacting, right? Yeah, that it's not it's not instinctive yet. But that instinctive nature only comes with time, right? You know, defensive coordinators have thrown some different looks at him. He doesn't really know how to shift the protection yet, and he's gotten destroyed a few times because, like, he's not like, "Hey, they're blitzing from over here. Let's uh, <laughs> let's move some blockers over here, guys." And the wide receivers don't recognize it either. No, no, and and yeah, it's it's a mess. So, yeah. I, I absolutely agree with Big Ben's burner that he's absolutely staring down his first receiver and isn't coming off of it. Um, and I, I think it, the game's just moving too fast for him right now that it, it hasn't slowed down. Um, <laughs> so, freak comment. I had to put that on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. Some of that, some yeah. of that will come with time. But like yep. you know, I like you said at the outset of the show, like football is not a patient man's game. Like we want yeah. everything to happen right now. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was talking to the dude next to me, Vince, who he's been sitting next to me for years. Um, Met but him. He, 
yeah he's a good dude um but uh you know he he was saying like you know wow how not only how spoiled were we with like ben's rookie year that he came in and was pretty damn good but like ben's whole career even ben last year did things that like we didn't even realize how good he was in the in the moment until like now we're like, exactly you know and, we, we, and the guy could spoiled. barely fucking jog and he still yeah. did that last year yeah we've no, we've no. been spoiled and this is what like pretty much the whole rest of the league has to deal with on a semi-regular basis when mm-hmm. they try and like, you know, figure out if a rookie quarterback is good or not. Um, you know, the, the one thing I will say too, cause you asked at the outset, like what the problems are, mm-hmm. you know, Ben's rookie year, he threw 20, 22 passes a game. Like asking your rookie quarterback to throw the ball 45 times a game is insane. Yeah. Agreed. We're so Ian <laughs> drop that yeah. stat, please. Oh yeah. 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 I will. Um, <laughs> The, the Steelers are three and one this year in games where they attempt 30 or fewer passes in regulation in games where they have attempted 31 or more passes in regulation. They are Oh, and six. Um, so yeah. And that, that is, I did, I did add up and, the passes and the one loss. How the, many points did they lose by? Oh gosh. Um, I don't have it right. In, it was like two. Okay. I, think. I was going to say, I thought it was a two point loss. Mm-hmm. I think it was two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was the it was the Jets game, right? That Pickett came in because I think Mitch had like eighteen and Pickett had twelve in that yeah. game. Yeah, um, sounds about right. So, so yeah, because um, yeah, I, I had to add the ones for the games with two quarterbacks, but um, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's it was been, it was the Jets game. Um, Cincinnati it's been bad man. It's... Cincinnati they had thirty eight pass attempts, but twelve were in overtime, so only twenty six in regulation. The Jets was twenty six in regulation. Tampa was 30 in regulation and then New Orleans was 30. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, the games we've attempted 30 or fewer in regulation, we've won through or we're three and one in. And then when, you know, we try 42 passes like we did this week, uh, we're oh and six. So yeah, there's that. Yeah. And, and I'm also going to assume in those games that we threw the ball 30 or less, we probably ran the ball a little bit better um than yeah. we do in the other yeah. ones too i mean tampa I mean, we ran it well yeah. new orleans we ran it's it well just, it, it's not a difficult equation it's just uh executing it you know yeah. um well, starts, they, they didn't run the ball yeah. poorly this week i didn't think no um, first half was great yeah yeah you know, they, just, I, I, they needed to stick with it and it, it seemed like they they got scared and yeah as ian has pointed out in plus territory, they constantly call the stupidest fucking shit imaginable. How much of that was Mason Cole going down, Ben? I mean, that's a piece of it, no question, because has an hour, God bless him. He's not as good. He's not a great center. He's a backup. He's a yeah. solid backup. I'm not yeah. I'm not bitching at all. <clears throat> yep. But he's not he's not great. Um, you know, so that's a piece of it, but some of us just not fucking sticking to it. Not just just not sticking to the run game. Mm-hmm. Just not making a commitment to it and going, okay, we're going to take some pressure off our rookie quarterback because he can't win the fucking game for us. No. Because he can't. Okay. No. He can't. The whole mm-hmm. and most NFL ready quarterback in this class, that's a reflection on the class, not on the player and how ready he is to be a, play, a fucking NFL quarterback. All right. That's a very Brandon, valid point. Brandon Whedon was the most NFL ready quarterback in his class too. What happened to him? Well, I think he's in a retirement home now, isn't he? Yeah, I am pretty sure. 
He's about he a year away from Social Security. Collecting. <laughs> he was a year away from Social Security when he got drafted. He was he was 29 when they drafted him, and he, he was a 29 year old first round pick for the Browns. Um, yeah. Anyway, and yet somehow was not the worst pick that the Browns made at 22nd overall in the draft. <laughs> That's actually a good point. <laughs> Johnny Buckstein. Um, you're right. Yeah, Scarbs. What? Uh, I, I mean, you know, you you're hard on Kenny Pickett, man. You you are. Uh, you're just a hater. You you're just well, a hater, Scarbs. Yeah. I mean, what, what I do you got to see? What, what's going to make? Twitter what's going to that make, I reach? What's going to make you put a stat up there? What's going to make you say something <laughs> nice about Kenny Pickett? What do you need to see? Um, you know. It, you know, he's not terrible. He's not great. He's whatever right now. But I, I, I think, I think here's what picket fans are, are doing now to seek comfort. They keep talking about Ben and how Ben didn't throw that many times during his rookie year. And Ben had a better team. Well, okay. First of all, Ben came to a team that was six and 10 the year before. Yeah. And he wasn't even supposed to play. Right. And yeah, it took him some time, but the dude had an immediate impact. The yeah. dude had five game winning drives his rookie year. He never lost a game. Um, oh, yeah. And he was the unanimous NFL offensive rookie of the year that year. Do you know how many players got a vote for defense that year? Uh, no, no idea. Eight. Wow. Eight. Wow. Do you know what Ben's inter and he did, he threw a lot less, but do you know what his interception rate was? Interception percentage? No, no. Pass attempt? 3.7. Do you know what Kenny Pickett's interception rate is right now? 3.4. So Ben actually threw more picks. You know why? Because he fucking didn't give a shit. Like, like, that's what I want to see. I want to, and Kenny gets on, and, you know, whoever's giving him talking points, Steelers PR is doing a good job. Because Kenny gets up and he's like, oh, I'm calm. I'm comfortable. I'm just going to sling it. Bullshit. He ain't slinging shit. He ain't doing that. He's not. Ben went out there to win. The dude threw 11 interceptions his rookie year and was still the only offensive rookie to get a fucking vote okay so again that's what my concern is is because i don't see anything from pickett that excites me that much like i did a young ben roethlisberger and you know what let's just say ben roethlisberger had an amazing rookie year and he just shit the bed the rest of his career i will forever remember that 2004 season for the rest of my life it was good and you know what i remember about this season with kenny pickett jack fucking squat yeah (laughs) so so right i I, I I have a question for you (laughs) i have a a question for you ryan um that's not true about my last sentence I, i i think pickett's done some nice things i'm just playing it up yeah but but so so how much of pickett's i don't know tentativeness or Lack of uh, go for itness, whatever you want to call it. Um, do you think is him, and how much is coaching? Like, because every time I you hear, Melvin just asked about that. Yeah, you I hear Canada, it, you hear yeah. Tomlin, and you hear Pickett all saying like, all "We got to take care of the ball. We got to throw interception." All that hey, so, to my, my point last week, he should be coached for fucking ball security. So I would say, I would say that if. If he is limited, I think it's a combination of both. But if he is limited, then 
shame on the Steelers for even going to him. They could have rode this fucking year out with Mitch Trubisky. And... Oh, oh, I lost Scarps. Scarps loses him. That's, that's a great freeze of Scarps. All right, then freeze. it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I think what Scarps was trying to say was uh, they they could have ridden the year out and not not drafted Pickett, but they did. I don't know if I was off. There he is. Yeah, yeah, you are. Back. We, you yeah, froze for a second. All right, sorry, but I, they fucking they, you panicked. You said they could have rid the year out. They could have rid the year out with Pitt. They could have rid, they could have given Pickett a freshman, uh, a freshman, a red shirt year. Right, he would have been right. a 30th year freshman, but um, and they could have <laughs> rode the year out with with Trubisky and Rudolph, but they fucking panicked. They panicked and put him in in that second half in the Jets game. And like we talked about, the toothpaste is out of the tube. And you know what? No matter how much how much guts he has and how much moxie he has or how much, you know, the stones, whatever you want to call it, he hasn't shown me anything. Okay, here's what it comes down to for me. As far as, like, pulling Pickett at this point, there's no fucking reason to do it. I agree. I don't want him pulling. Pulling Pickett is not going to make the offense better. There are a lot of problems with this offense and this, and this team in general. And the quarterback isn't even the biggest one, but he's one of them. But he's not the only one. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and him sitting down does him no good whatsoever. I, I, I agree. At this point, it, it, he needs to play through it. He needs to get the experience. They need to see what he can do, how he's going to respond to things, how he can how he can play through adversity. And, and just Play the year out. I know it sucks, mm-hmm. and I am as frustrated as all of you are. But I, I just, I do not advocate going back to no. fucking Mitch or God forbid putting in Mason. No, I was singing I, I, before. Yeah. I was singing before about anticipation. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, you know, a little playoff scarps later on with Casey, and. uh Really, the the thing, the the big, the biggest difference watching that game, watching that game over and over and over again is Joe Burrow is throwing before his wide receivers are open. He's anticipating them being open. He's throwing to a spot and they're getting there. Yeah. Okay. There's a dance between wide receivers and quarterbacks. They just, they know each other. They know where the ball is going to be. They go to that spot. Boom. Oh, Joe's going to throw it a little bit this way this time because these DBs are here and here. So they go to that spot instead. And the Steelers are not there. It, it just isn't even, not even fucking close. Yep, I agree. You're watching that. The wide receivers are not on the same page with the quarterback. The wide receivers don't believe in what they're being asked to run. They give up on fucking routes. They quit on plays. How it's many times did Deontay Johnson give up? The, like there were plays where several. lots. There several. was one lots. where, where Pickett He's rolled out. Super frustrated. Mm-hmm. There was there, one where Pickett no, rolled out and he wasn't even looking back towards the ball. There's no scramble yeah. drill at all. Last year, no wide receiver would have done that. They all would have run right. around trying to get open. If Ben, if Brim broke a play down, they all would have run around trying to get open, and Ben would be like, "I'm gonna hit you. I need you to try and get open. And, Just keep and, doing it." And don't you think and. Ian, I just want to, I just want to say this. Don't you think Ben, at some point during practice or during the game or whenever, and I know he's done this because I've fucking been there and I've heard it, mm-hmm. was like, listen, when pretty much when the shit hits the fan, I need you to do this. And like, hey! I don't know if Pickett is either comfortable enough to say that or that he's not allowed to say it. But I'm going to tell you this right now. If he's not comfortable or not allowed, they got a big fucking problem. Right. 
No, he's like, a starting is a fucking quarterback. Huge issue. He should oh. be talking about it for sure. I agree with you. Yeah. But yeah. back to the point real quickly, because oh. <laughs> I want to answer the, the question that you gave to Scarps. What do I want to see Kenny Pickett do before I'll give him some credit? There was one play where he threw a touchdown pass to George Pickens, mm-hmm. where he was about to get his clock cleaned. They ran, they rushed six. Mm-hmm. He was about to get killed. And he had to throw the ball to a spot. He had to make a decision right now. He had to do it. It was either throw the ball here and maybe throw a pick or maybe get a touchdown. And he threw the ball to Pickens and it was a touchdown because he threw it with anticipation. But he doesn't have the guts to do that. Sorry. Doesn't have the trigger to do that on most plays. He's trying to hold it back in and not fuck up. And I agree in so much as he should be coached, given how many interceptions he's thrown to not turn the fucking ball over. But at some point, you just got to go, fuck it. Just go out there. Yeah. And just, just do it. Deliver the fucking ball. Just do it. And, and yep. when he did in that situation, and he did get hit, he took a smack. From yes, the he did. Yep. And he still got a touchdown pass out of it. So worth it, right? Yeah. yeah. There was yeah. there was another play he took a smack and, so and made a pass too. that. I, you know, I he, see more yeah. of that, and I'm going to be happy. That's – Yeah. Ian – I, I, yeah, this is actually something I wanted to talk about tonight, um, and Chris brought it up in the chat, so I do want to mention it about yards after the catch. That um, the the Steelers, yeah. they're not dead last in the league in pure yards after the catch total. Really? They're not shockingly, but uh, we're pretty low. But <laughs> in 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 pure yak yards, we're not dead last. What we are dead last in is yards after catch per completion so okay so like pure okay. pure yards okay. but, after but the yards catch. yards per per yak yeah. per completion yak per completion we are which that that i believe yeah because mm-hmm. we run so many goddamn comebacks yep. and yes. curl routes and more yes. stupid shit that, that our offensive coordinator calls yeah kenny kenny pickett uh because uh mitch trubisky doesn't have enough games passing attempts whatever to make the to be to qualify for the stat but kenny pickett is averaging four yards after the catch per completion the next closest is kirk cousins at 4.4 so like he's four tenths of a yard like that's pretty significant cousins only has that's surprising i would never have guessed that shit out of me yeah yeah jefferson catching the ball out there yeah well and and when like wow yeah, but but think about it too, right? Like, how many how many times does Kirk Cousins throw the ball to Justin Jefferson in the end zone? There's no yak yards on yeah, those plays. That's true. Um, You're right. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is leading the league at like seven point two yak yards per completion. Um, Shanahan runs a good offense. He yeah, does. He right. does. Well, he he runs an offense that gets the ball to his players in space and lets the receivers make right. plays with the balls in their hands. Right. Right. Um, so he schemes them open. Imagine that shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, Pickett is dead last in yards after the catch. So to me, that tells me three things. One, the offensive coordinator or offensive design overall is not designed for guys to make plays with balls in their hands, which we've been talking about all year. That mm-hmm. you got to run an offense that plays to your players' strengths. You got to let your playmakers like make plays with the ball. Two, that means that. Kenny Pickett is not putting the ball in good places where his receivers can make plays with the ball after the catch. 
or three, Pickett's not throwing to guys who are, you know, able to, you know, he's not throwing to the crossing route coming across the middle of the field, right? Ben threw to those shallow crossers all the time last year and got a ton of yak yards. Pickett's mm-hmm. not throwing to those shallow crossers. The guy's running, you know, he's he's throwing to guys that are stopped, basically. Yeah. Or um, coming and, back or, at him. Or number four, I, sorry, fourth one I got to add, maybe our receivers aren't good enough with the ball in their hands or smart enough, Deontay, to like go forward with the ball when they have it. So those four things are kind of what that statistic all tells me. Thank you for I, I, giving me time on the soapbox to talk I, about that. I don't yeah. know that, that the issue is is players smart enough. Yes, they try to do too much. They're they're trying to make a play every time they touch the fucking ball because the offense sucks and they need to to generate some kind of fucking momentum, some kind of energy to move forward, right? That's why when guys make a little tiny play on offense, they get up and celebrate. And I'm like, motherfucker, you're down by 14. Knock it off. I would, I would get back great, to the fucking huddle. Great comment, Melvin. Water's wet, yes. Yeah, water is, in fact, I mean, wet. I'd also say, based on what Jermaine Pratt said last week, I would say that, <sighs> that the defense is, like, they're also not getting yak yards because the, the defense is in position to make a tackle. Yeah. That they're, that they're like, you know what? I'll give up six yards on third nine because I know right. I'm going to make this tackle. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, what I the mean, hell's like, difference? No, you're you're dead on. But you're I would also say, right. too, I laugh at this, and I know he's probably the fastest player in the league. But but uh, Tyreek Hill has 350 yak yards this year. The Steelers as a team have 880. So Tyreek Hill has 40 percent of the Steelers' yak yards as an individual, and I'm just yeah. like. Like between him and Waddle, they got like eighty percent, and it's just like, yeah. like That's again, like I, I know, I know we don't have, but like, like I, you know, you don't like, and I know I was critical of him earlier comparing him to T Higgins, but like, you mean to tell me Deontay Johnson can't take a fucking slant to the house? Like, yeah, you, no, like, he could. They don't crazy. throw it to him. You know, like look yeah. at the, there were a couple games last year where late, late, late in the game they needed a. They yep. needed a, I remember Cleveland, for example, at Cleveland. You're exactly ben right. Fucking threw them, Ben threw a fucking slant right in the middle of the field, and that dude almost scored. Like, so don't tell me that. This is the, the, the biggest difference between last year and this year, and this is the truth, is that Ben is not the quarterback anymore. Yeah. 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 I, I I agree. And I, I my opinion is they haven't found the fine line between ball security, ball security, ball security, and Kenny be the aggressive guy we drafted out of college. I, they haven't found it yet. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't I, think I, so. I, again, I, I want to come back to this. The aggressive guy he was in college was playing against fucking ACC I, players. Understood. Yep. I, I realize there were it's these a different gigantic yep. fucking windows to throw into. Yep. Yep. You didn't no, have I, to. I, you I could it. wait until a receiver was open and then throw him the ball mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or about to be open. It, it, you know, oh, he's going to be open in a second anyway. Fuck it. Man. In the NFL, it just, that's not, that ain't no, the way I, it is. I, you got to trust I, your yeah. receiver. You have to trust him to get there and, and make the play. So why is, why is he struggling to come off that first read? What do we boil that down Damn, to? Damn, good question. Oh, that's a really good question. I, I think it's I think it's back to the speed of the game thing. I think the game is 
and this is something you see with rookies often. I mean, and not just a quarterback at any position that, you know, second year players talk a lot about how the game starts to slow down for them. And True. the speed of the NFL is just so much damn faster than the speed yeah. at college and the, the speed of the game. I, I think that's what I attribute it to. And I think for Pickett right now, the, the, the game is flying for him and, he, he needs it to slow down. And the the only way, and unfortunately, the the only way to get it to slow down for him is to give him more time and more experience seeing it and being out there and being a part of it and just getting him the reps. Like, mm-hmm. the, like, like Ben said earlier, you don't get any benefit from benching him and making him sit there and watch someone else do it. Like, the only way to get the game to slow down for him is to give him the reps and give him the experience and let him play through it. Yeah, I, I agree. Unfortunately, yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I, I just, you got to keep him in there. I mean, if he's your guy this long, he's going to be your guy for the rest of the year. It makes you're not going to the playoffs. I mean, I, I just don't understand why they would even think of pulling him at this point. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, playoffs, 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 playoffs. playoffs? No, but playoffs? I mean, honestly, what would happen if they went to the fucking playoffs? Well, I mean, <laughs> look, it'd be it'd be great. I, don't get me wrong. I I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, if we all of a sudden, you know, win win six out of the last seven or something like that, then yeah, awesome. I mean, who wouldn't love I mean, it? But the I, reality is, that's not great at all. There's there, there still people on Steelers Facebook who are talking about 10 and 7 as a possibility. I'm like, <laughs> are you – you're fucking serious. Yeah, 10 and 7 or 9 and 8. Really? Really? Yeah, this team's going to go 10 – that's realistic possibility. We Were, might have not you watched win another game. Have you watched any of the fucking games at all? Yeah. <clears throat> um, I no, I think they'll win some more games. I I and I, I, and I, I think, think we will. And I think when they win some games, people will be super angry about loss of draft position yeah. because we're not making the playoffs. And as far as the Steelers fans are concerned, if you're not making the playoffs, you should draft number one overall. <laughs> so you should just tank the entire fucking you know, season because. I, why Why try yeah. and win games if you're yeah. not going to go to the playoffs anyway? You know, I, I feel like Steelers Nation, uh, or Steelers Twitter Nation, is forgetting Steelers that, quarter. that we often shit the bed against inferior opponents. And all these all these people are like, oh, that Carolina, that's a win. Atlanta, that's a win. No. And I'm just uh-uh. picturing fucking Marcus... To Marcus Mariota right now having a 60-yard touchdown on, on a <laughs> no, free play or some scramble. A 60-yard like, touchdown on a quarterback draw. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's just like, so, yeah. You know, again, I, yeah, this team is just not good overall. <laughs> no, I, and it's um, okay to say it because it's Yeah, true. no. And it's, no, you're just a hater. Like, no, well, you hey. are a hater, but <laughs> it's me. Nobody, me. nobody escapes blame, honestly. Like, literally, mm-hmm. no one on that team. The fucking water boy, the guys who do the fucking laundry, everybody should be scrutinized. And you know what? It, and I'm going to say this because it pissed me off. It did piss me off. Is that Pickett's best throw of the night, and I know it was in garbage time, was to Pickens on the sideline, and then Pickens dropped. dropped it. Yeah. yeah, it was a great and throw. And then he it fucking, was on an onside kick attempt, he fucking spears Tyler Boyd for absolutely zero reason. No reason. Yeah, what the and, fuck was that shit? And, like, listen, like, 
like everybody is watching you. You are probably our brightest offensive player for the near future. But you know what? All the all the shit people said about you coming out of the draft and maturity issues and there were, yep. and everything everything's on tape. It's out there forever. We saw yes, your pipe. Is, we saw you spraying yep. water on people. That's a that's not a good look. So nope. I hope I hope internally he got a nice talking to because he needed to hear that, especially in that moment. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it looked like some bullshit, perfect Bengals bullshit. Yeah, that was a, that was dead on for years. Yeah. Yes. Some bullshit, perfect Pac-Man, Bengals, yeah. fucking yep. bullshit that never should have happened because you were pouting about losing. And also, I mean, listen, I know Ty- and listen, I know Tyler, like Pickens wasn't even there when Tyler Boyd said <laughs> that the Steelers quit. But mm-hmm. the Bengals are four and one against the Steelers in their last five. Mm-hmm. And it could be five and oh if they had a long snapper. And one of those losses was to Ryan fucking Finley. So there's a difference between history, <laughs> which we all know they have six Super Bowls. The Steelers have six Super Bowls and the Bengals don't have any. But then there's the the Bengals have just as many playoff wins last postseason as the Steelers do since 2010 vibe going on. So <laughs> That's right. What's fair is fair. As, as George oh, just yeah, said, the, the, the more you drink, the easier it is to say things However, are not good. The Steelers regularly whooped up on the Bengals for a couple of fucking decades. So we, we still have that. Touche. I mean, you know, there, there, are, there are Bengals players who hate the fucking Steelers because they played them. 23 times and won three times. We got to stop living in the past, man. We need I'm just to saying. Stop. I know. I know. I get it. I get it. The here and the now is what matters. I agree with you. But I talk um, about the history because it's about why Bengals fans and Bengals players fucking hate the Steelers. Because the Steelers regularly kick the living shit out of the Bengals, especially in Cincinnati for some reason. God only knows fucking why. That was an extra home game. Most years, I don't understand it. I don't. Well, it, it's funny you say that because uh, you know uh, Whitney, who who helps run the whole Renegade Tailgate every week. The last conversation I had with him um, at the Jets game earlier this season, he was talking about Bengals fans, and and he said, "I will never go back to Cincinnati." I uh, he said the way we were treated. Um, I mean, some of the I mean, urinating on people. I mean, what? just oh yeah, yep, just unbelievable, awful stuff. And I and I understand. I'm not naive. I understand that a lot of times that's a select group of people, much less than the greater of the part and everything else. But I, I mean, this is a guy that goes to every game. I mean, he goes everywhere. He's like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not going to Cincinnati anymore. Um, and and you know, that's just it's kind of what we talk about. Some crazy shit just, that happens after. Did you did you see? Yeah. Okay. Not a Steelers game. After the Monday night game, Chargers Chiefs. Yeah. Somebody threw a guy off a yep. bridge. Yep. That's attempted fucking murder. Yeah. That happened. I mean, it happens everywhere, and it's it's a fucking shame, man. But it, yeah, it is it's just ridiculous. It is. It's fucking stupid. People get like way too fucking involved. It's just like, come on, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I want to talk about a, a couple other things real quick. Um, the Steelers did re-sign. I say re-sign because he was with them earlier in the year. Master Teague, great uh, name, one of the great names in, in football Teague history. The third. Yeah, Master Teague the third. Uh, third. He, 
Sounds like that's he a, was that's the third generation of great names. It's like right he was there. the fourth member of Run DMC or something. <laughs> exactly. uh, anyway, and and so I I tend to think that's probably not good news for Jalen Warren, nope. um, who's, or who's, at the very least, there are doubts about him being able to to participate this week. Right, right, and so uh, I, I think that you know bears uh, bears watching there and. Um, uh, we don't get an injury report until tomorrow because it's a Monday to game. Correct. Yeah. Yep. yep. And uh, so we'll get that tomorrow. And um, uh, the Hall of Fame stuff, we we have a couple of semifinalists, uh, Heinz Ward and James Harrison. Um, I, I think we are largely in agreement. Uh, if you've listened to this show for a long time, we've, we've mentioned this before. We all love Heinz Ward, but we don't think he's going to get in. You're just a hater, Mark. And, uh, yes, I am. I, I, you're you're yes. just a hater. The Heinz Ward jersey that is over my chair every single week when I do this show means I'm a hater. You yes. are a hater. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just I think Harrison might have a better chance as of right now. Um, and I'll I'll let you guys decide that. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to get in this year, but I think he's going. Oh no, I'm not suggesting either get in this year. Oh my god! But oh, Scarps is pissed Uh-oh. off. Go ahead, Scarps. What do you think? <laughs> is this the Hall of Fame, or is this the the Hall of Great slash Good? I mean, fuck. I think that ship sailed, Ryan. I think okay, it's fine. the Hall of Good fine. for a while now. Then I, I don't. I disagree with you. I, yeah, I disagree I, completely. I then fine. They, they still so, only let five guys in per year. Okay. The, right. the thing. The thing that that I I where the hall where it becomes the Hall of Good is where you get the old timers guys that that they bring in. Okay, and the contributors where they add the fucking Jerry Joneses of the world. Well, How the fuck is Jerry Jones an okay. NFL Hall of Famer? That's so, fucking bullshit. He paid his okay. way for it. Um. All right, so I, be- I introduced the league and how to how to make so, more money. Right, that's exactly hey, man, why he got it. I was really good at marketing. Exactly. Um, so, so I was also good at impregnating yeah. women who yeah. were my wife. <laughs> I might have got a little <laughs> fucked up one night and did some dumb stuff. Several right, nights. Back to action. Okay, so here's my here's my thing. I do think Hines should be in. So that being said, I think Hines should be in. Right. This is no disrespect. As a football player. This is is no disrespect to James Harrison by any means. Okay. Because, yeah, for for, – and Ben, you've talked about this. You know, any player that was, like, dominant or top at their position for five years and running deserves it. But, like, we fall in love with that James Harrison story that he was cut a thousand times. That, that, you know, Joey Porter fucking – uh, fighting William Green before Thank the God. Cleveland Browns game <laughs> is what bought James's chance. He's a two-time Super Bowl champ. Um, defensive his, player of the year. He was a defensive player of the year, but he's Steelers freak. But he doesn't even have. <laughs> but he doesn't even have. He doesn't. James Harrison isn't even the top guy up for eligibility. Like. Like no, yes. he's not. And then we fall in love with the hundred yard pick six of the Super Bowl. I totally, uh, I great totally play, get yeah. it. One of the greats totally, of all time. I totally get it. But, but like, just because you're dominant, like I like. I okay, mean, my fuck. again, my measurement is, and, and somebody talked about this before. If you're that guy, if you were that player that had to be accounted for, for at every play, you had to know where that guy was. 
on every snap for a significant period of time, not a mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. but a stretch of time. You had to know where that guy was and account for him every single play. Then you deserve to get in. Okay. If you weren't that guy, then no, you, you, you don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Ian, I think. A lot of it to me comes down to a numbers game that like and that's at, what it is, and it's look at, right. Look at the other semifinalists. So I'll, I'll go one by one, but like Harrison as an edge rusher, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Dwight Freeney who deserves to be in more than Harrison does. I disagree. Jared Allen who deserves to be in more than Harrison does. You've got again. I disagree. DeMarcus Harrison Whit- never even led the league. I'm, I'm going to have all Ian right. finish here and then go back to the disagreements. Go all ahead, right. Ian. Yeah, you've, sorry. All right, you've got. And then you've got Demarcus Ware, who's probably better than Harrison, and Robert Mathis, no. who is not better than Harrison. No. So it, it's you know if you look at like total career sacks, all four of those other guys are ahead of Harrison in total sacks. Okay. Um, you know Harrison was Defensive Player of the Year. None of those other guys were. Yep. Um, but you know Ware and Allen were four-time All Pros. Uh, Freeney was three. Harrison was two. Uh, Pro Bowls, Ware had nine. Freeney had seven. Allen and Harrison and Mathis all had five. Um, Ware and Freeney were both on the Hall of Fame's 2000s All-Decade team, which probably carries a little bit of weight, like in the, you know, like, you know, they were on the Hall of Fame's All-Decade team, so maybe yep. they get into the Hall of Fame. Yep. Um, so, so there's that too, you know. But but the thing I think we have to remember is, like, the people that vote on this are writers. And, right. you know, so there's there's that too of, like, there's, there's the politicking behind it, which was something I was thinking about because objectively, and, and, and I'm going to throw this on a tangent here, but objectively, will Antonio Brown get into the Hall of Fame? Because yes. objectively, based on his stats, Ben is probably right. Yes, he deserves to be in. He but will he get in gonna, first year? Who, who is will going to advocate for year? him? What no what what writer is no going to go into that room well, and advocate for him? So Nobody. how does he get in? Then, we we right? talked about this he on has, the show. To's yeah. stats are so much better than AB's. Right. To had to wait for years to get in. Right. Yeah. And To To was deserving year one. And why did he why did he get snubbed for two more years? Why? Because he was an asshole to the press. Okay, but but uh, AB is a hundred times the asshole as Terrell yeah. Owens, exactly. and AB continues right. to exactly. Do it. Right. So AB will get in eventually. Will I don't he know. get in year one? That, and, will and he get in year we one? We like James Harrison posing nope. on the cover. Okay. Of oh yeah, Ryan. Talking about that's exactly oh, where I want to go. That shit. James Harrison gave them some awesome quotes, though, didn't he? He, he, but, but you know what? He was also the face of Roger Goodell's war on the whole concussion issue and all that shit. And I think that Roger Goodell's war on fun, and I think that's going to play against him. My, Uh, okay, here's, you know, here's, here's my thing. Okay. Ian's right. The voters are strictly going to look at edge players. How many sacks did he have? Because that's that's the fucking silo they look down. They're like, how many sacks do you have? That's it, it is. I mean, they're not taking into they're not taking into Pro Bowls and all. They're not taking into consideration too. the way that Steelers linebackers are deployed. Okay, they are not deployed like a typical edge, and they right. certainly were not then. It was even more dramatic then than it is now. Correct. Okay, they had fewer rushing attempts. They had more snaps in coverage. 
They were expected to set the edge. Most of the edge players, Dwight Freeney, you think he ever set the fucking edge? He didn't give a shit. He played the run on the way to the quarterback. If he played it at all, which is why I don't think that he's more deserving. I do not. I don't think any of those guys are more deserving personally than James Harrison. Do I think James Harrison will get in this year? No, I do not. No, I do not. He won't get enough votes because the voters look strictly at sack numbers. And I, I agree hundred percent. You're the way up. it is. It's just like Hines, you know, Hines was a great football player and mm-hmm. he should get in as a football player. But when you look at him through the silo of a, of a wide receiver and you go, well, you know, Hines was never looked at as really like the most dominant wide receiver ever in the league. And, it, you know, he's never the best player in his position ever, even one year. Mm-hmm. How can we make him a, a hall of famer? Well, because he wasn't just a wide receiver. He contributed in other ways that, that most wide receivers don't. That uh, Super Bowl 40 MVP don't look bad. No, what, it doesn't. Uh, yeah. I think it was Kabali today that tweeted. Uh, Andre fucking Reed? Andre You've got to be kidding me. Andre Reed was drafted in 1985. That's a right. dumb fucking comparison. It was stupid. Very different. Kabali, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> so, so I, I think I think too. Kabali's good people, man. It's, a, it's, a, it's still a dumb comparison, dude. Right? I don't give a shit. It's dude, a be, dumb fucking comparison because he's basing it off of what we talked about. The because numbers. he's basing it upon the fact that he lives in McKee's Rocks, and that's where he. No, white he does not live in McKee's, McKee's Rocks. He lives in McKee's Port. Okay, whatever. Yes. No, 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 no. They're they are very different hold towns. Hold on a second. Do yeah, I, do I talk about fucking Portland? Okay. Do am I? Am I <laughs> Fucking putting a pin on your Dunkin' Donuts over there? Relax. <laughs> what the fuck? Or your fucking Starbucks or whatever. Holy fuck. The McKee's Rocks is not the same as McKee's Port. You don't want to be in either spot after hours, but I'm just telling you there's a fucking difference. Right, fair enough. Fair fun, enough. fun fact. I was, I was fun just being a dick. McKee's Port and McKee's Rocks were named for two different unrelated guys named McKee. One was John McKee and one was Alexander oh. McKee. So, I, I thought they were McKees, not, not McKee. So. No. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, not to okay. be confused with McDee's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful for all our listeners. <laughs> no, uh, or uh, or uh, Alicia so, Keys. Uh, hey, who do we play yeah. this week? Uh, uh, we have the Colts so, this Ian, week on wait, Monday wait, Night uh, Football, everybody. Wait, I, I have one, one closing point, though. That yeah. Similar to Harrison who I think is behind other guys at his position. Heinz Ward is also behind a bunch of guys at his oh, yeah. position, right? I, I mean, you've got Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, Reggie Wayne, and probably Steve Smith, who all were all semifinalists this year that are probably all ahead of Heinz. I think a fun debate could be like Heinz versus Anquan Bolden. Like I saw Anquan Bolden on the list. I'm like, he was Good, but like he was never the best receiver on his team. Like, exactly. why the fuck is this guy on the list? He like, had that one amazing stretch with Flacco, you know, to yeah, get to but, the like, Super Bowl. Uh, he, had, he had better seasons in Arizona, to be perfectly he, honest. Right, yeah, right, right. Oh, I agree. I actually, I, I'd vote both Bolden and Warden. I think they were that good. I think that they were fucking I, football They, they were players. really good football players. Yeah, they, they were, they, yeah, mm-hmm. they were. All my respect, both those guys. Jesus. Yeah, um, I would like to get uh, – we'll talk a little bit more about I the Colts like here, but I do want to get Casey Kasem warmed up in the bullpen. 
Um, just, just so he knows. Did you, oh, did you wrote something. Holy shit. That was like a <laughs> novel. Uh, it's, it's shorter than it has been over the past couple of weeks. You know, I, I <laughs> take as far as it's worth. I don't know. Last week is pretty goddamn it good. It was pretty so. good. You're going to have a hard time topping last week, man. Uh, well, we'll see. So. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, we do have the Colts. We, uh, are going to be in Indianapolis on Monday night football. <laughs> Monday night um, against Jeff Saturday. Okay. Monday night against Jeff Saturday. Uh, Ian, what was your thought on the uh, hiring of high school coach Jeff Saturday? Uh, you know, I, I didn't like it at first, but I mean, I I like Saturday's attitude. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. that like, you know, he, he came in and he was like, look, this is an eight game tryout for me. Maybe I'll suck. Maybe I'll be awful. Maybe I'll never do this again. You know, maybe I'll be good. I don't know. We'll see. But he's he's a football players kind of coach right like i'm sure the players in the locker room love foosball is the devil right that (laughs) that like you know i'm sure he can speak to the players and do all that like i'm sure he can get the guys you know revved up for the game and like Mm -hmm. the, the guys in the locker room love him it's just that you know uh can he do everything else you need to do to be a head coach because there's more than just there's more to being a head coach than just getting the guys in the locker room to like you. Right. Right. Like right. I liken it to be, uh, this might be a bad analogy, but I'm going to make it anyways. I liken it to being a police chief. Oh, you fucking ass. So I'd like to introduce everyone to my brother-in-law, Brian, a How are we doing? Uh, big time like Packer to, uh, fan. Hi, Brian. How are you? Go off this little number. Right yeah. Here. Have, uh, yeah. Double guns, guys. Thank you. He's yeah, bringing me more cider. Yeah, yeah. yeah, how the Packers doing this year there, Brian? They want to know how the Packers doing this year. They want to know how the Packers are doing this year. Not, not well. No, uh, <laughs> that's why the Packers by 21 this week. Yeah. Yeah. They signed any wide receivers this week? Uh... <laughs> All right. All right. F- final, final thought on Jeff. Sorry. Like, like, I'm sorry. So yeah, I, I liken it to being a police chief, right? Like, being a good street cop doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a good police chief, right? Because there's more that goes into being an administrator of a police department than just being a good street cop. Yeah. So being a head coach of a football team, kind of similarly, there's a lot more that goes into it than just like being good in the locker room with the players. So I think Jeff Saturday was a very good quote unquote street cop, right? He was a very good player. He can do well in the locker room with the guys and and can motivate them to play. Can he do all the other administrative things that go into being a head coach? I don't know. know Maybe he can, maybe he can't. We'll find out. Um, You know, but sorry, you know, the the Colts have definitely gone with a different offensive philosophy. They're running the ball a lot more with Saturday as head coach. They're, they're giving the ball to Jonathan Taylor. They, uh, you know, put Matt Ryan back in at at quarterback. So, um, you know, so we'll see. Um, But the Steelers have always done well on Monday night. They've always Mm -hmm. done well in Indianapolis, but Mm -hmm. this is not the Ben Roethlisberger Steelers that always showed up in primetime either. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, But, you know, the, the interesting thing is that the last couple of weeks, even though we played against Alvin Kamara and Joe Mixon, those teams realized we're so fucking bad at defending the pass. They didn't even try and run the ball against us, maybe to their detriment, but like the, the saints and Bengals didn't try and run the ball all that much. Um, so the Colts are going to run the ball and we'll see the, the Colts... I mean, passing the ball was working so fucking well. Why wouldn't you just throw it? Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Well, yeah. that's, that's true. But the Colts don't have, 
any receivers as good as what the Bengals have. The, the Bengals. Yeah. Dude, drink just, just a hair more, Ian. Just, just a hair more. Just drink like, a little bit more. The Colts no, don't have any receivers like the Bungles do, but, uh, you know, they got a pretty good running back back there, although he fumbles the ball sometimes. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Let me uh, let me go ahead and get uh, – we're going to do two predictions tonight. Uh, the two? first one – yep, yep. I, I was hoping we'd have a certain someone else here with us because it would make it more fun. The but fuck, Ellie? I don't know where Ellie is. Um, <laughs> Ellie was really pissed at me that I compared England to the Cowboys on Twitter, but it's fucking true. England is. is absolutely the Cowboys. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. get to that in a minute Undefended here. comment. I love Scarbs, that. give me your prediction for Monday night football <laughs> – in Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, yeah. So, oh, just yeah. a quick, uh, just a quick thing. Um, just a quick. I don't have a problem with uh, the Saturday hire because mm-hmm. I think Jim Irsay was looking for a way to not only save his organization and franchise, but the locker room. And I think he wanted to bring in a familiar face that represented the Colts well, the community sure. well, and was an all-time uh, great yep. center. Yep. Um, so that being said, um, this team to me has. Uh, has some life. It has been rejuvenated. Um, their offensive line is the highest offensive, uh, of highest paid offensive line in the league. I know we have the highest paid defensive <laughs> defense right. in the league, but what the fuck does that matter? Um, so, um, oh boy, the Steelers have been much better against the run over the past couple of weeks. Um, but I do think that the Colts um, are going to try to establish that run game. Their defense is not as bad as people think. So long-winded, I'm going to go with 17-14 Colts in overtime. Oh, oh. oh. Ben Anderson, follow that one up. Uh, you know, I'm I I've been back and forth in this game. I really don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. I I really hate the fact that it's a Monday night game because same. I really hate Monday night games. Same. Um, just because you have to sit there through the whole weekend while everybody else gets to open their presents and watch their game, and you have to like wait for Monday, yes. which is fucking bullshit. And if you're me, you have to leave work early because the game starts at five, so you have to make up some bullshit. Although actually, I'm not even. I just told my employees. Well, that, that's early. a shame. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not even making any. I'm just like, hey, listen, the Steelers are playing. Leave early. Um, that's because you live in a terrible time zone. That's right. Well, whatever. I don't, you know, at least I don't live in a fucking time zone where they play at 8 p.m. <laughs> Fuckhead. <laughs> I've, I've been to those games on Monday night in Pittsburgh. And uh, when you show up and you're already drunk, it's 8 o'clock. That makes for a long night. Um, <clears throat> anyway, point uh, being. Uh, isn't, isn't, the, isn't the Pirates triple A team in Indianapolis? God, yeah, really yeah, so the 2-1 hard. score makes some sense there really hard to pick this game because the I have no faith in the Colts offense. I really don't. Their ability to score points. Mm-hmm. Um, their defense isn't bad. It's just not great. But our offense is discombobulated and terrible and doesn't believe in what they're trying to do. So it's like, eh. Um, bet the under. And uh I'm going to say Steelers 17, Colts 14. Wow. Wow. All right. So we got one each. Ian? Uh, 
Yeah, so the Colts are going to try and run the ball a lot. Their offensive line hasn't been as good, but our run defense really hasn't been tested in a few weeks because teams just haven't run the ball. Yeah. Um, you know, Jonathan Taylor's really good when he holds on to the ball, which he's done better in the NFL, you know, the last couple of years, but right. you never know. Um, I honestly, I don't even know what's the all right, Indy's a two and a half point favorite. What's the over under here in this the game? Colts I don't, are favorite, right? Yeah. Yeah. Colts, That's embarrassing. Colts, be low 40s, isn't it? Yeah. Colts That's are fucking Colts are, embarrassing that the Colts are favored in this game. Yeah. Colts are two and a half. Better record. Better home. It's two and a half. Home. Better record. The, the over under is 39. So, that should be a uh, pick em. Yeah. <laughs> Vegas knows. Something. I'm going to, yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go Steelers 20, Colts 16. Wow. Wow. Vegas is trying to make people put money on the Colts. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Uh, I'm going to yeah. keep this really, really simple. I, I think I think uh, I'll expand. We I'll let you think, Mark. I, well, I think we found something on offense that we're capable of finding the end zone more than once per game now. So maybe twice we could do that. Um, so, <laughs> you know, but, if, uh, if Chris Boswell was healthy, I would say we're going to win this game walking away. I was just going to say, yeah, by three field but goals. it's in a dome, and, and so we'll see how you know. Mr. Actually, Wrong. Boswell, Boswell in a dome has been weirdly like inaccurate sometimes. So, well, and Matthew Wright bounced back very well Sunday yeah. after that abomination the week before. Yeah, uh, he he was perfect on so all yeah, his I'm, kicks. I'm Twenty to sixteen Steelers. Okay, um, I I I think Maddie uh, Ryan. I thought he was going to have a better year than he's had. Um, lines are really shitty on this game. I, I I think the Steelers will turn him over. Ugh. Uh, I, I really thought all week about taking the Colts, but I, I think I'm going to take the Steelers. I think I'm going to go 24-17 Steelers. Um, oh, oh. I, I 24 just, points. Yeah, I just I, I kind of agree with Ian. Hey, we found a little something last week. Maybe it's going to keep going. You Steel know? Dad says bet the over. Yeah, yes, bet the over, baby. Um, nah. And, of course, on Friday, which is Black Friday for all you uh, shoppers out there, the United States of America will be playing England in oh, the yeah. World Cup of Soccer, and we were hoping to have Miss Ellie Finnerty on here tonight because we were going to talk some serious shit. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know what's happened to her. She must have gotten delayed at work or something. But it, it, in either case... Uh, you guys text her yet or anything? I, I haven't heard from her. Haven't heard from her. I hope she's okay. Uh, Ryan, uh, you going to be watching this one? <laughs> Oh yeah, and just what like you... it's nine, just like it's seventeen seventy six. <laughs> all over again. I almost said nineteen seventy six. What time is the game for America? Two o'clock. Two o'clock uh, Friday. Yeah. Two o'clock Eastern. Yes. So eleven um, o'clock in the good time zone. No, your time zone's weird. I don't eleven a.m. Your time zone. Yes. Um. Eleven o'clock. Yeah. I, I'm just. Yeah. I'm hoping. Uh, Who's your favorite founding father, Ryan? Oh Jesus. I'm gonna oh, guess man, and say I, Alexander. I, I, listen, Hamilton. whatever I say, don't don't get me fucking canceled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Franklin was legit. I'm gonna go with John Adams. All right. I was gonna yeah, go Sam right, Adams. Samuel Jackson. Good motherfucking beer. Okay. Yeah, go but on. I will. Uh, I'd probably go with John Adams. All right. That's fair. And the score Good prediction. Choice. Score prediction, Ryan. England. <laughs> traditionally shits the bed so i 
have faith that the United States is going to draw. Okay. I'm going to say 1-1. And I fully expect an early England goal. And I'm just pooping myself. And then an equalizer before halftime. And then it's just, I don't want this ball. You can take it. For the gotcha. rest, for gotcha. the rest. All right, Ian, what do you got for uh, for Friday's oh, action? Oh boy! All right, so my favorite founding father is Thomas Paine, who wrote Common Sense. Um, so we'll get that out of the way first. Thomas Paine was a founding father. Yeah, he wrote oh, Common sure. Sense. It started the whole fucking thing. Okay, <laughs> um, who's that? <laughs> here's a guy that's got common sense. Here's, yeah. hey, here's a guy that did that. Hey, here's, here's, a guy, here's a guy that's got common sense. Uh, yeah, I, I actually I like the one one prediction. Um, I, the, you, you know, the U.S. probably the U.S. Crack. dominated the first half against Wales and then like got boat raced in the second half and was lucky to hold on that it was only they only gave up one to Wales even though you know there was ball was probably out of bounds before that penalty happened, but whatever. Um. It, so yeah, I I, I kind of feel one one is is how it's gonna go. So I'll, I'll echo Ryan's prediction of a, a one one draw. Okay. Although no, uh, I'll, I'll I'll go the other way. I'll say the U.S. scores in the first half, and then England scores in the second half, and then we just right. hold on and preserve the tie. All right. And or, uh, Ben, draw. I know you don't pay a ton of attention to this stuff, but what's your prediction? Uh, don't pay a ton of attention means I pay zero attention. <laughs> Because I don't fucking care. Who's your guy that does it like the other football? Uh, Who's your favorite founding father, Ben? <laughs> uh, you know, John Adams is a, was a pretty good choice, but I'm actually going to go with John Hancock, who, uh, you know, basically uh, Very famous made, made the signature famous. Right. Uh, no, uh, uh, Thomas Jefferson, honestly. But yeah. no. setting that aside for a minute, um, you know, I think that these Brits are still pretty angry about uh, not only the Revolutionary War, but the War of 1812, where they got embarrassed again. And several subsequent embarrassments where the U.S. has been like, yeah, hey, we're now the big brother, even though we were the younger brother. And now we're going to we're just going to kick the shit out of you because we outgrew you kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're they're just a scotch more talented than the U.S., um, I see a three-one loss in the U.S.'s future on wow. Friday, and uh, and and I also see Ryan and and Ian texting Ellie during the game and talking some shit, uh-huh. just to talk shit about I don't know Listen. a player's running around the field with his jersey untucked or something. I don't fucking know. You know how the Steelers, I, you know how Steelers fans talk about the seventies, how great they were. Yeah, we're gonna throw it back three hundred years. Well, <laughs> so that's that, that's right. Ben kind of stole my thunder a little bit there. Uh, I was gonna say that, as you know, it's very hard to beat a team three times in a row, uh, and and the U.S. of course has got those two big victories, and I think England is is coming hell bent for leather. And and oh, I, I think Priest over there, Judas Priest, very good. I think it's going to be three nil England. I, I I think the United States three nothing. 
Three nothing. I think they're going to walk off that field going, holy shit, we got a long way to go before we're actually good at soccer. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of hot garbage, speaking of hot garbage, Marcus Rashford is trash. Who? I am not afraid of any of them. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Is he he any any relation to Abigail Rashford? Because she's smoking hot. Trail of fire when she walks. I don't know that. I don't. I don't believe she. Don't he is. She's a model. I don't. You don't know? Uh, no. All I know All is right. David Beckham ain't playing for them, so I ain't scared of nobody. Okay? <laughs> ain't scared. gonna bend it. Uh, by the way, is uh, Casey Kasem ready? Yeah, he's ready. That's all right. Go ahead, Mr. Kasem. <laughs> we're like an hour and a half in. Now we're getting to Casey. Holy yeah, shit! Sorry. We, is this good or bad? Going. It's like it's SCB terrific. overtime, but part of the regular show. Right. Whatever. Uh, yeah, the show was awesome. Top 40. <laughs> Let me take one more sip real quick. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Casey's got to get <laughs> right, <ready? laughs> up. Yeah. All right, we're doing it live. Okay. Hello, America. And we're here for the week that was November 23rd, 1974. Ryan for Pittsburgh writes, Dear Casey. In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. Butane in my veins, and I'm out to cut the junkie with the plastic eyeballs. Spray paint the vegetables, dog food stalls with the beefcake pantyhose. <laughs> Soy un perdedor, I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me? Well, Ryan, let me stop you right there, you unstable bastard. You write me every week, and honestly, I have no idea what the hell you're talking about half the time. You need to seek professional help. Now, let's get back to the rest of your letter. As you know, Casey, those are the lyrics to Loser by Beck. (coughs) What a fitting song for the Steelers. I've never seen a more fake, tough group in my life. Well, maybe the Cleveland Browns. Anyways, it's just bad all around. The highest paid defense in the league can't stop a nosebleed. Samaj P. Ryan had three more receiving touchdowns last Sunday than Deontay Johnson has had all season. (laughs) Sorry, I laughed. <laughs> to add insult to injury, the guitar player for Quiet Riot had a receiving touchdown last week. <laughs> Hang on. I'm told that was Trenton Irwin. He's a real NFL player, and he has more TDs this year than the Steelers' number one wide receiver that's making $18 million a year. I'm also pretty sure he would have no problem doing a cover of Metal Health. Steelers again, bang your head against the wall many times. Since we're heading yeah. towards <laughs> Since we're heading towards Mike Tomlin's first losing season, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that I'm thankful for the Steelers since they've been competitive since 2004. That shit is unheard of, Casey, in this league. Yes, this season sucks, but my love for this team will never die. Well, Ryan, thanks again for writing me every week. I still think you need to seek professional help. <laughs> But we got a real treat for you this week due to your undying love for the Steelers. Up three spots this week to number six is Everlasting Love by Carl Carlton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, uh, that was pretty good. But yeah, the quiet riot guy. That was great. Yeah. Or the guitar player for Cinderella. You don't know what you got till it's gone. I'm talking about you, Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) Oh, my God. Outstanding, Mr. Kasem. Okay, we'll be back at our regularly scheduled time next week. I hope everybody has a tremendous Thanksgiving. I hope you all gorge yourselves and unbutton your pants and your buttons don't take somebody's eye out uh, or anything like that. But uh, for these guys, this is me. 
signing off on the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck. Go America. <laughs>